If you heard episodes 277, 278, and 279, you heard the kids from the Graves Hume Public Library in Mendota did a program teaching the kids how to make podcasts. It was awesome. It was their first interactions. Some of them had never heard of a podcast. Some of them had, thought they were cool, wanted to do one. So we did like three, four minute podcasts, let each of them speak. I asked them questions, showed them how to edit, did the whole process and their faces when I hit the render button, goes to the website, and then I refreshed my phone so I had the website on my computer and the phone. And as soon as I put it on the website and then refreshed it on the phone, they're like, (gasps) and their face got crazy. Oh, we're gonna be famous. It was so cool to see the reactions and to teach them something. I had one kid, his name was Cam, asked me about four to five questions, was really interested, curious, and man, I bet you I could see him on this podcast in the near future. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Lachance. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can listen to Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcast. That is plural with an S backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. The socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. You can check out my personal Twitter and Facebook as well. On Twitter, it is LaChance Writer. LaChance looks like L.A. Chance. Then on Facebook, of course, Brandon LaChance. Again, L.A. Chance. On all of those sites, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcast, please like, follow, comment, Five star, a million stars, all those cool things help us move up the rankings and help us spotlight Illinois, get the word out of what everybody's doing, all the cool stuff. That's what we do here. We're just showcasing what everybody's doing in their words. It's a beautiful thing. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or dislike something I or a guest said or you'd like to sponsor Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, much love to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the creation of the intro and outro beat. This is episode 280. Moving away from athletes, still got a coach. We're going to go with the administration route, and of course a coach, St. Bede, the 2022-23 school year featured some familiar and new faces as new roles were taken at St. Bede Academy in Peru. First, Principal Nick McLaughlin. I've known him for a while. He was at LaSalle, Peru as a track coach, assistant football coach, and of course, as the principal at St. Bede, I've seen him all throughout this past school year at all the events that the Bruins were at. Second is going to be athletic director Mike Armato. Worked with him a lot as I am a referee as well. And he hit me up for scheduling, said, hey, I got a freshman tournament. I got this, I got that. Any way you could help me out? And I did. And of course, I saw him at events as well when we were doing the St. Bede softball teams 
postseason run. He was there every game, of course. Why wouldn't he be? Helping us set up tables and figure out where we were going to be to broadcast it on WLPO 103.9. And last but never least, the new girls basketball coach, Stephanie Mickley. Also saw her at many tournaments. Really awesome first year as a coach. Didn't get the wins that she wanted to get this past season, but she was developing her program, putting in her guidelines, her requirements, her everything that she wants her program to be. We spoke to all three of them before the 2022-23 school year. This is kind of one of those podcast quotes as everything was going on, got lost in the shuffle, and I kept seeing them to develop more stories. So it was kind of cool seeing them as the year progressed and watching all of them flourish in their roles. I mean, Nick McLaughlin as a principal, always been a good guy, interacts with the kids really well, and you've seen it at every event. Mike Armato, organized, caring, patient, comes up to each volunteer, staffer, teacher, coach, kid with the same delivery, same personality, doesn't change for anybody, which is a beautiful thing. And Stephanie Mickley, I could already see the basketball mind that she has. Every time that I saw her coach, I was at three or four of her games, and I also saw her as a parent, her daughter on the LaSalle Peru freshman team this past year, and I refed, I'm going to say like three or four LaSalle Peru freshman girls games, and you could just see it, and we talked basketball almost every time I seen her. Great basketball mind, thinks she's going to do some pretty, pretty great things with the St. Bede Lady Bruins. St. Bede, in general, had a fantastic, fantastic 22-23. First of all, all academic awards pretty much each semester, each sport. There was athletes all over the academic awards every time, every rip. Mentioned the St. Bede softball team? Yeah, you heard it here on many podcasts. They won a state championship. The baseball team went 21-8. and Regional final appearance, lost to Marquette, but a great game. Boys basketball was 10 and 22. Boys bowling saw Hayden Ader advance out of regional. Girls bowling, the whole team was third at regional, eighth at sectional. Cross country, boys were regional qualifiers. Girls track saw all kinds of awesomeness. Anna Lopez was third in the triple jump. Lily Bosnich, sixth in hurdles. The 400 relay team earned a sixth place medal and the 800 relay team earned a seventh place medal. Gianna Gravetti advanced out of regional in girls golf. Football team seven and three made it to the second round of the playoffs. Girls basketball nine and 21. Like I said, Mickley did not get the amount of wins that she had, but you could see her putting in the pieces for what is soon to be a successful program. Volleyball, 14-23, and 23, made it to a regional final, trying to win back-to-back regionals because before the previous year, hadn't won a regional since 2000, got to the game, just came up a little short. Boys track, Grayson Marinich advanced the state in the 300 hurdles, Tom McCransky in the pole vault, and in boys golf, the St. B. Bruins won a regional and then finished fourth at the sectional. In other words, Fantastic, 
fantastic year for the St. B. Bruins. And we got to give props to Principal Nick McLaughlin, Athletic Director Mike Armato, and Girls Basketball Coach Stephanie Mickley. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillow. Quillow is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillow on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online too. Check out FSB Premier's account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillow loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. We got three great interviews, but first we got a little mix and match. Got a little behind, had a crazy busy week last week. I do work right for the Mendota Reporter and Amboy News and an editor was gone for a week. Friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Kip Cheek. So I was on the mission to do all kinds of stuff. Photos, golf tournaments, all over the place. Speaking of golf tournament, Mendota Golf Course hosted the 101st Lincoln Highway Tournament. They just joined last year, was their first year, as they played in Prairie View, Prairie View Golf Course in Byron. Heard it's a beautiful facility. I have not been out there yet. I definitely want to check that out. But Mendota hosted it this year. 54 holes between two days. Saturday, July 15th. Sunday, July 16th. As today is Monday, July 17th. 54 holes. 27 holes per day. Three nines. Front nine, back nine, front nine, back nine, front nine, back nine. However they did it. That is a lot, a lot of golf. So props to everybody that was involved. Mendota finished second to Prairie View. Prairie View winning its fourth straight Lincoln Highway Tournament. Like I said, 101st year. So it is a big deal. Some of these clubs, golf courses that are in there are very, very serious. They have qualifiers at their club for who is going to be in this team. Insane. But that's cool. I mean, it's a high level of golf. So many great golfers. Props to Mendota's John Prescott was tied for medalist with Jason Welker of Deer Valley Golf Club. Two playoff holes. They both shot par. The first one, the second, Prescott bounced the ball off of the flagstick on hole number 18 as both playoff rounds were played at hole 18. Bounced it off. He was close to a putt. Just misses. Welker makes his putt. The go-ahead putt for the medalist of the 101st Lincoln Highway Tournament. Mendota finished second, so it was super cool to be there. Everybody was excited, although everybody was a little tired because that is a lot of golf. But before that, last Monday was a little thing we call the MLB Home Run Derby. Vlad Guerrero Jr. beat Randy Arozarena 25-23 in the finals. I was happy because Vlad was my pick, although I didn't make it to the finals because that was when I started watching. I had something going on Monday. 
I got done and they were just starting the final round, so I made sure I watched it and Vlad won. From what I understand, the home run derby wasn't that exciting, but you know, it's still an event. Still got to pay attention and see who at least wins. Vlad Guerrero Jr. wanted to make them the Guerreros. Vlad Guerrero and Vlad Guerrero Jr. First father-son duo to win the home run derby as Vlad won it in, I believe, 2007. Saw a bunch of photos of little Junior there with his dad. And it blows my mind that that's 2007. Because in 2023, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a big dude crushing home runs. So it just blew my mind. Like, man, that to me wasn't that long ago. But then looking at him like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like 16 years. Eee! The next day, last Tuesday, a week ago, the All-Star Game National League win 3-2 over the American League. It was very slow. It was boring. Pitching dominated, which is cool for baseball people. I like the game of baseball. But for an All-Star Game, you want to see some home runs. You want to see some craziness. There was one home run, but just nothing nuts. Like It really just wasn't exciting. It was a good baseball game if you're a baseball purist, like I said. But other than that, just wasn't exciting. And the news outlets, the sports outlets, the next day, I'm listening to ESPN Radio as always and listening to Dan Patrick as always and hardly any talk about the Home Run Derby or the All-Star Game the following day. Wednesday morning, the day after the All-Star Game, two days after the Home Run Derby, not a lot of talk about it at all. They're talking about NFL. The top fives on ESPN are all about the NFL Best running backs, best wide receivers, things of that nature. The NBA offseason, always an interesting show in itself. Wimbledon, talking about that. Not talking about baseball, just saying. In the rosters for the National and American Leagues, only 12 of the players had five or more all-star games. Just a lack of stars, not a lot of huge names. The only huge names that were really there that actually played Mike Trout made the team, but didn't play because he was injured. The only stars that I consider stars, household names. National League, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. Still not a Derek Jeter, Ken Griffey Jr., a Barry Bonds. Not nowhere near those names. In American League, Shohei Itani, which, yeah, yeah, legit star, generational type player. Going to go down as one of, if not the best player in Major League Baseball history. And Garrett Cole, a pretty big name as a pitcher, still not a Roger Clemens or a Greg Maddox, but a a big name for now. But that's the biggest names. What? That's it? I know. That's what I was thinking the entire time I'm watching the game and looking at the lineups and the box score. Like, this is just not exciting. MLB also had its draft July 9th through the 11th. Pittsburgh Pirates with the first pick took... Paul Skeens, right-handed pitcher from the national champion LSU Tigers. He's 6'6", 240 pounds, and can rip a baseball. Not hit it. I mean, rip it past the people trying to hit it. With the 13th pick, the Cubs selected Matt Shaw, shortstop from Maryland, the Big Ten Conference Player of the Year. I watched the highlight video. He's a shortstop with skill. He will go after a ball anywhere, whether he's diving or running after it. Seems to always grab it. He's got a high competitor edge, like just a level of 
competitiveness. I liked it. I like it a lot. And he's got power for a 5'11", 185-pound dude. He can hit the ball too. So I'm excited to see how far Matt Shaw goes and how soon he's going to be on the biggest stage in baseball. The White Sox selected 15th. Jacob Gonzalez, also a shortstop. Him from Mississippi. Left-handed batter. He walks more than he strikes out. Versatile infielder. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. Crazy thing is, is the White Sox got a value pick as this guy was predicted to go in the top eight. But this class, from what I understood, had a lot of baseball talent. So with the 15th pick, get a top 10 value. I like it. I like it a lot. Last thing I want to speak of in mix and match. Like I said, I listen to a lot of ESPN radio. And the last podcast that we had, man... We were talking about the ESPN layoffs and Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kettleman being let go. They had a show with Jay Williams. And I watched, not watched, listened. It was radio. Listened to it almost every day, whether I was driving around for photos, going to assignments, you know, whatever. Sometimes even at work, have it on in the background. Listen to it every day. I enjoyed that show. I enjoyed those three together. Man. Without that show, they jumped around to a couple different ones. The other day, Greeny was on, Mike Greenberg. Great guy, like listening to him. But it wasn't him. He had replacements. And it was just nonsense bickering. It wasn't really sports talk. There wasn't any, like, highlight talk or any, like, progressive anything. It was just bickering. And I know some people like that. I don't. I don't really want to hear bickering and the negativeness all the time. Why does everything have to be so negative? Especially when sports, sports are supposed to be fun, exciting, accomplishments, all this cool stuff. And it was just nonstop bickering. I hope that isn't going to be the full-time game plan in the future. We see some changes and ESPN radio is still fun to listen to. The St. Bede interviews you are about to hear with Nick McLaughlin, Mike Armato, and Stephanie Mickley are brought to you by... Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff and general manager, Ski Hartman, and his associate, Jason Hintz, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five and has been with Mendota Ford for the last three years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. That is a wrap on the intro. We're going to get into these chats. Nick McLaughlin, Principal, Mike Armato, Athletic Director, and Stephanie Mickley, girls basketball coach, all at St. Bede. 
Make sure you check out the next episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Be on the lookout on Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts with an S, it's plural, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We will have Bring It Back. Tupac's All Eyes on Me won the last poll as we continue to go through the Rolling Stone Magazine's Top 500 Album of All Time list. So, catch that out. You know we're going to have a great chat. We do on every single episode. Enjoy the chats. Come back next time, which will be real soon. Until then, peace. Around St. Bede, there's a lot of lot of figurative sun as there's a lot of positive Good things happening at St. Bede. One is a new principal, Nick McLaughlin. Nick, how's it going, my friend? It's going well. It's going well. Uh, been a busy time of year. Just uh, welcomed our first son into the world and uh, adjusting to being a parent and you know, working on the transitions uh, that are happening over at St. Bede as well. What's the son's name? Jude Michael. He uh, came three weeks early on uh, April 28th. Well, I don't think I've got a chance to tell you, so we'll take it now. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We are uh, very pleased and happy, and mom and baby are doing well. Awesome. And you did say this is your, your first child. Yes. Yep. Was there the nerves, the angst, like, oh, man, I'm bringing a kid into this world? Uh, I mean, I think that there's always going to be a little nerves and angst in any change in life. Uh, you know, I think that sometimes it's good for us to be uncomfortable and to have to adjust and change and, and grow. And I think that's what's happening here, too. It's exciting. It's a huge responsibility and not something that I take lightly. And, uh, you know, just want to make sure constantly do what's best for him. That's awesome. Have you already deciding what sports he's going to play when he gets older? Well, I mean, I played football and threw shot and disc for track, and I coached both football, shot, and, uh, and, and track and field. And so, you know, of course, I'd love to say, hey, he's going to be a football player. I'm hoping that, you know, he gets some of his mom's genetics and not mine. I'd love to have a, a receiver or a quarterback, not a 320-pound lineman. You know, honestly, it's we'll see what happens when he gets older and he's old enough to make those decisions and try all the different sports and, you know, and just see where we go from there. The 320-pound lineman type might, uh, you know, cost you some extra food money. I don't know how my parents did it with my twin brother and I both being, you know, 6'3", 320 when we were in high school. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure one of their paychecks was just going to the grocery bill every month. <laughs> I bet. You know, myself being a growing boy, I am a little shy of six foot and probably like uh, in high school I was like 170 and I ate a lot then, so I couldn't even imagine being that size. Oh, I know, I know. That's why, uh, you know, it's funny when my brother and I had to start paying for our groceries, we uh, dropped about 100 pounds each. So one thing you got to do is eat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And whether it costs a lot of money or not, moms are always like, oh, we got to feed our growing boys. So it's on them too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Definitely. Well, we said some changes about St. Bede. You've been the athletic director, and now you're moving into the principal role. I mean, that's got to be awesome for you. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, St. Bede's a historic institution. You know, it's got a lot of great tradition, a lot of pride in the community. Being a graduate of Marquette, I kind of understand the importance of of that tradition um, coming from a Catholic school. Um, and, and just, you know, it's, it's a truly special place. Uh, you know, you hear people say it is, but when you work there and, and you've been 
uh, include into the St. Bede family, the greater St. Bede family. It is a, a, just a wonderful place. And so I'm excited to lead the school in the next chapter, you know, but obviously continue to build on the traditions of the past and, and the great stability that Michelle Mershon has left and the legacy that she has established at St. Bede, you know, the last 23 years. Yeah, pretty much the entire time that I've been in this area, she has been the principal. Awesome lady to talk to, has done a lot of cool things for St. Bede. I mean, being next in line for that role, was there any like, man, I have some big shoes to fit? Or were you like, hey, I've been offered this opportunity, now I'm going to run with it? Yeah, I mean, it is big shoes to fill. I mean, obviously, you know, I talked about the responsibility of having a kid. It's a huge responsibility to follow someone like Mrs. Mershon, who has bled green the last 23 years. She pours her heart and soul into that place. And so, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity for me, but it is also just a, uh, a great honor to have been working with her the last two years and to learn from her and to grow as an educational leader under her wings a little bit and just see how she does things she's been a great mentor to me and you know obviously want to continue a lot of the things that she has established but obviously it won't exactly be the same because i'm not mrs mershon and so um i just hope to to um continue to to build on her legacy is it weird having people call you mr mclaughlin because when people call me mr lachance i'm like a mr Hmm, it's weird is that that weird to you are you used to it by now uh, I'm starting to get used to it. It took a little bit of time. I mean, I was Coach Mac for the longest time when I taught. Um, and some kids, you know, I, I coached the same thing for years, so some kids still call me Coach. But, you know, I think, you know, obviously, whatever they call you, you just respond to them and, and uh, you're there for them. And, and just being a coach or being a teacher or being an educational leader is just a, a great, great job with a lot of responsibility because, you know, we get to spend – eight hours a day with these kids and so you know just having the opportunity to be a part of their lives and watch them grow and help them in that process is it's an incredible incredible thing and you made some large strides when we first met you were a teacher and you were an assistant football coach i believe then you took over the track program at LaSalle, peru that's where you're the assistant uh-huh. coach at as well then you go to st Pete, you're the athletic director and then just a couple years later you're the principal like you said this is a historical institution and to make the big moves that you had between LaSalle, peru and st Pete, that's that's a pretty huge resume builder there uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I've never looked at the jobs that I've taken as a resume builder. I think that when you accept a position at a school, I don't like the, the job hop. I don't like the bounce around. I think you make a commitment to that school and you're there for that institution uh, for however long God wants you in that position. A lot of times, I you know, I pray a lot about the positions that I take and where I'm at. Obviously, I have conversations with my wife, but I don't necessarily believe in um, the whole idea of, you know, I'm going to take this job to, to say, hey, you know what, I was a principal here, then I'm going to bounce to this place, I'm going to bounce to this place. I just feel like, you know, there's a reason why, you know, I was at LP, there's a reason why I took the job at Lawson, there's a reason why now I'm at St. Pete and going to be the principal there, and it's just making sure that whatever the purpose that I'm there for, that I fulfill, and that I, I represent St. Pete well, and my faith well. Is it weird for you being an Ottawa guy and then now your career has shifted to LaSalle, Peru, that area? Is it is it weird for you? I mean, Marquette, rival with St. Bede, LP obviously biggest rival in Illinois almost or one of the top with Ottawa. Is, is that weird for you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think it was more so weird for me when I first started coaching. I coached at Chicago Hope Academy up in 
uh, Chicago, obviously, and we played Marquette in a football game. I was probably 21 when that happened, and so that was a big deal for me to go back to Gould Stadium and, and coach against Marquette when I was there. But, you know, now that my career has really been established this way, and, I, you know, we have a great staff, and there's a lot of Ottawa people on our staff at St. Pete as well. Uh, you know, obviously, Coach Eustace was my high school coach. I really feel like just kind of my family roots are going to be on this in this area now. Do you and Eustace ever sit down and or have those nostalgic moments? Like, yeah, I used to coach you. Now you're the athletic director. Now you're the principal. This is weird. <laughs> We've had a lot of those conversations, which, you know, it's always good to reminisce. But, you know, my, my thought process is, you know, and I don't want to be, you know, someone who's a top-down approacher and to do what I say because I said to do it. I, I really focus on that servant leadership aspect, and I want to be able to work with those individuals. And I don't really view myself as their boss, more so as a support system to help them reach their goals. Well, now you're having more opportunity to do that as a principal. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to get a little more involved in the, the educational aspect as far as you know our curriculum and the development of that and the professional development of our students and, and you know the social-emotional growth and all those things as I take over here in July. Is it going to be weird for you stepping away from sports? I mean, of course, administrative roles are at games to watch the crowd to you know manage things so probably still going to be there as a fan but having a direct role because i know you're a hands-on kind of guy is it going to be weird for you stepping aside uh yeah i think it'll be a little uh, a little struggle um you know but obviously we hired michael armado who's got a lot of experience as an athletic director i think he's going to do a wonderful job uh, for our student athletes and our coaches you know but obviously when i took the administrative role i had to step away from coaching all together um so i think that transition uh, has kind of prepared me for this next transition right i mean i'll still be at the games i'll still probably walk down to practices and see what's going on just to take uh, a quick look but you know I, I also believe that when you hire people you need to trust them to do their job because that's why i hired them and so i i'm going to trust mike to, to continue to build our athletic programs at at st Pete and be there for our student athletes and our coaches awesome good stuff good stuff what made you decide to go to the principal, that type of role, the administration? Obviously, I know you love coaching, athletic director, you're still in the sports world. But what made you like, hey, the educational side of it is my next direction? I would say, you know, a couple of years ago, I went to, to the program, educational leadership program at St. Francis, right, with the intention of eventually one day being a principal, uh, educational leader of a, of a school. And so... I always had that in the back of my mind as something that I wanted to do. But like I mentioned earlier, you know, sometimes my timeline is different than God's timeline, right? And I have to trust what God wants. And, and you know, I think that these opportunities had presented itself. Maybe it was divine intervention. Maybe it wasn't. But, you know, obviously God has put these things in front of me. You know, and my job is just to do the best I can and to obey the path that he has for me. Don't think I've had a chance to say this to you either. Another congratulations on becoming the principal at St. Pete. I know it's going to be awesome for you. Yeah, thank you very much. I, like I said, I'm excited to just uh, hit the ground running in that new role. You know, and, and congrats to you on this podcast. Two and a half years, it's pretty impressive. Thank you. If it's not, you know, guests like you coming and joining the show, nobody wants to listen to me. So thank you for being on, as always. Oh, well, thank you, man. And, you know, really, I take this conversation because of you, because, you know, you are there for the kids and, you know, you're a great resource in our community. And so I appreciate everything you do for them. I appreciate that. That means a lot. I mean, coming from this area and trying to give back. And I remember when I was an athlete and 
not even a really good athlete, <laughs> just kind of a middle of the road athlete. And, you know, the love and support you get from the media and stuff like that, it's it's cool to give back. And, and you're doing the same thing in your profession, your line of work. So I guess we're in the same spot, huh? Yep. You know, you can always give back. It might look different, but you know what? That's, I think, the most important thing we can do in our lives is whatever role we're in, giving back to our communities and just helping others. And that's the most important. And, you know, I think it doesn't matter what you do. You could be a greeter at Walmart. You could run a podcast. You could be a principal of a school. We all have the same mission. Agreed. That seems like a great spot to end this. As always, Nick McLaughlin, new principal at St. Bede. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you. Have a good one, man. Does your driver need a new grip? Seven iron need a new head? Putter need to be replaced? Want to play a simulator during rainy, cold days? Sports Boss Golf is your one-stop shop for everything golf. Located at 2950 Kane Road in Leland, Sports Boss has over 10,000 used clubs and new clubs for sale. Owner Mark Wright rebuilds, repairs, replenishes the value of every club in his own shop. Want a Callaway? Sports Boss has it. A Betanardi, Bridgestone, Cleveland, Cobra, Exotics, Crank, Mizuno, Odyssey, Puma, Srixon, TaylorMade, TorEdge, Wilson. Yeah, all of those. Sports Boss has a partnership with each and every one of those top brands. Check out Sports Boss Golf Shop on Facebook or call Sports Boss Golf at 815-326-9686 or send an email to sportsboss777 at gmail.com to book simulator time, inquire about repairing or purchasing clubs, and any other of your golf needs. Edge of your seat podcast, doing the Saint Bead. I'm going to say new era Got a lot of people, different places, new positions with St. Bede, including our guest right now, Michael Armato, who is the new athletic director for St. Bede. Mike, how excited are you for this new role with St. Bede? Well, hello, and, and thanks for having me uh, on the podcast. Very excited. Uh, the opportunity to be involved with a very prestigious uh, high school. You know, really a great tradition uh, and be able to uh, serve students and staff and families in an athletic capacity is uh, a dream come true for a Catholic school kid. So you are a Catholic school kid, just sticking with your roots? Uh, yes, I am. I graduated from uh, St. Rita's School in Rockford. I actually live about three blocks from the school. I grew up in the, I actually live in the neighborhood I grew up in, so... Uh, on, on Sundays when the weather's nice, I can walk to church. I uh, graduated from Boylan Central Catholic in Rockford. have served in different capacities in the Diocese of Rockford on three different occasions uh, in my career. Yeah, just looking forward to uh, joining St. Bede and, and uh, getting involved with the coaches and the students and you know, hopefully be able to make a positive impact uh, with what we do with athletics. With you living in Rockford, have you been employed with the school up there? Is that where you're working at before St. Bede? Uh, no, actually, I work at uh, St. Anne Catholic School in Dixon, Illinois. So, um, fortunately, I live right by uh, Interstate Access in Rockford. Uh, so, my drive to Dixon every day is about uh, about 55 minutes. My drive to St. Bede will be about an hour and three minutes. So, it's uh, a lot of highway driving, which I, I don't mind at all. I commuted for three years uh, when I worked at Aurora Central Catholic, uh, 
motivation uh, sends me quite all over the place. So driving, I'm, I'm no stranger. It's, it's no stranger to me, uh, and it's something I actually enjoy in the morning. Yeah. Grab a cup of coffee, uh, turn on the score, uh, catch up on the on the daily Chicago, uh, you know, athletic beat, and then on the way home, it also gives you an opportunity if you did have a a trying or, or difficult day, it gives you that opportunity to decompress as you're driving home. So for me, professionally, it works very well uh, with what I do, and uh, I don't mind it one bit. I am a basketball and volleyball. IHSA official. So when you're saying, hey, they send you everywhere, and that is very true. <laughs> Absolutely everywhere. Yeah, God bless you. There's not enough officials uh, in the ranks anymore. Yeah, we are, uh, all of us in every sport, we're just working everywhere because there's so many games, there's not enough people to cover. So uh, thanks for your service with that. That's uh, fantastic to hear. Well, you too. I'm in my first year. Uh, with volleyball, and this will be my second year with basketball, and you're, it's trying. There are some trying times. There's a game that I always tell everybody about that, man, I almost walked out in the middle of the game because I didn't want to do it anymore. But then my next two were absolutely the best that I've done so far. So I guess you just have that give and take, huh? Yeah, you know, and, and I think all of us officials uh, have experienced that at one time or another. And usually it's, it's usually because you're either, you're either having some... Um, negative comments directed towards you from from coaches or spectators and you know one thing i always try to tell them is uh you know hey the sun's going to come up tomorrow right so let's you know we're playing a game we're out here for the kids we're we're out here to enjoy ourselves yes there's a competitive nature to it but at the end of the day people are going to go home they're going to lay their heads down to rest at night and the sun's going to come up tomorrow so let's not uh, forget that we are human beings and we are all imperfect and we're all just trying to do the best we can in everything we do and uh, let's just try to promote and model that quality behavior for others because whether um, we know it or not people are always watching us so let's just try to do the right thing and, and be professional about it and teach kids that even though you disagree you can still get along right I remind coaches and spectators of that pretty much every weekend when I'm out working travel ball tournaments definitely if you hear the train in the background welcome to downtown Mendota Perfect. So what uh, initially sparked some interest with St. Bede? I mean, it is an hour and three minutes away from you, but, you know, you do know about the prestigious history and, you know, what St. Yeah. Bede means to the area. So what was it about it that brought you in? Well, uh, I've, I've been an athletic director uh, for 15 years in my career. Been around athletics longer than that as a coach, as, certainly as a player now as an official. So I'm really tied into the whole, you know, from a, I use this term very loosely, but the athletic community. I, when I stepped away from athletics, I was serving in a public school system, and I, and I stepped away to really determine, you know, what it is I wanted to do. And had a very just awesome opportunity to rejoin the Diocese of Rockford and serve as a principal uh, here at the Catholic School in Dixon. In a sense, it was like I went home again. Grew up in Catholic schools, walked into another one, immediately was welcomed, uh, felt uh, at peace, uh, was able to really express the joy uh, of working in a Catholic school with the students and staff and the families. It really just kind of found what I really wanted to do in my life. I knew I wanted to stay in Catholic school. 
know if I'd ever have an opportunity to get involved in high school athletics again, something I'm very passionate about. And so I threw my name in the hat, was very fortunate enough to have an interview, you know, spoke with the people, and obviously there was a, a good connection there. And, uh, you know, here I am, set to join them July 1st. I mean, I, I've been doing some work uh, kind of on the back burners, getting acclimated, but uh, officially we'll be joining July 1st. Your predecessor... Nick McCaughlin is still going to be there. Yeah. I mean, he's a principal, so if there's any questions with the area or anything you might not know just because of different surroundings, uh, you pretty much got a walk-in help right there. Oh, yeah. Nick has been great, uh, very collaborative, and really has um, included me in a lot of items so far, which I'm very appreciative for. It's nice to have that. You know, I don't want to use a Joe Madden term like the Cubs, but there's a, a certain synergy that you want with your with any administrative team, uh, actually any team you're on. Uh, you want everybody uh, knowing their roles and you know, kind of pulling on that same rope, and, and Nick certainly leads by that example. Uh, it's great to again be joining a school system where everybody there is, is really uh, student and family and community driven. And what's so great about it in a Catholic school that's part of our mission is to live that faith through connections with others, through growing uh, our school community and our faith community, and really sharing our, our love of uh, Catholicism uh, with one another. So, uh, again, I, I feel extremely fortunate. You know, almost like a dream come true, like I said, for a Catholic school kid who loves athletics to be able to go to work every day, spend time with students, uh, you know, get to mentor them, get to have joyful conversations surrounded by our faith, and uh, be able to earn a living. I mean, what greater job is there, right? That's really what's so awesome about it. It's a really a perfect fit for the, the type of person and for the professional uh, experiences I've had in my, in my life. Awesome. And you were saying that, you know, you grew up a player, you've done other things with sports. What sports did you play yourself? Well, uh, let's see. Baseball, basketball, and football in, in my life. Uh, I've tried golf, but I really, at this point in time, wouldn't say I play golf. I, I'm on the golf course, I'm trying to hit the ball, but am I really effectively playing golf? <laughs> um, but no, so I, I uh, participate in those sports. Um, in high school, uh, I played basketball. I, I wasn't uh, the most skilled. I got caught, and I was talked into playing football, and that was a that was an experience because I, I wasn't extremely skilled in football either. But eventually, what happened was is I, I really grew to love the game of baseball. Very fortunate to be able to coach at Rock Valley Junior College early on in my career. I uh, spent time then coaching at uh, Durand High School where I served in my first athletic director role. I coached more at Aurora Central Catholic while I was serving there as our athletic director and really stayed tied into the game through my officiating. So I would say baseball is really my sport. That's the one I gravitate to the most. I understand the most. You know, it's, it's something that uh, I, I honestly enjoy watching the most out of all the sports. That's interesting because my entire life, baseball was like one of my least favorite sports. I'd rather watch golf sure. than watch baseball. Until I got older, right. 
I went to college at SIU and I worked for the game staff. So I did some, you know, ticket taking, some ball shagging, stuff yeah. like that, and actually developed like a real uh, respect for baseball. So now I understand when people say, hey, that's my favorite sport. Now I get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I know there's a lot of talk about speeding up the game and it's, it's too long, it's boring, there needs to be more action. But I think if you understand the intricacies of any game, you appreciate it more and it's, it's really not boring uh, because you, you recognize that this ground ball that seemingly is not this big deal that's hit to the second baseman and it's the final out of the inning. If you really understand the game, you, you, you might understand, hey, you know, there were runners on second and third and this was a tight ball game and it's the bottom of the eighth inning. And, you know, if that's a hit as opposed to this ground ball out, that changes the whole complexion of the game, right? Maybe people that just view it on the surface, you know, look at it like, oh, big deal, there's a ground ball. Woohoo, they made it out. But if you really understand that in that situation, that's like the best possible outcome you can have, then you understand the game at kind of a different level. Not knocking the casual fan in any way. It's just people that, just like you with basketball officiating, if, if it's a game that you understand at a higher level, you can appreciate those intricacies that you experience, uh, you know, game in and game out. I think as we, we talk about high school and especially a, a Catholic high school, if you really appreciate what we are doing with the students, while sports is important, while the competition factor is great, you know, we're really trying to help these students grow as human beings in a, in a faith-based environment so they can go out and they can do phenomenal and exciting things in their lives. Being part of that uh, St. Bede Academy and be able to add to those experiences and be able to mentor and guide and elevate students uh, into a place in their lives where they are, are greater prepared to do wonderful things. It's, it's an awesome responsibility, but it, it's also an awesome opportunity to help and serve others. I, I know that's kind of this, this maybe this uh, you know, higher level order of thinking of, of what I just explained, but it all ties together in, in such a special and profound way. So again, it, it's just a wonderful opportunity to join a, a phenomenal school. I'm glad you compounded like two questions I had together. I like when my guests do that because then, you know, it's more you talking than me and that's where they tune in. Oh, great. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you can get me going on, on baseball, athletics, and, uh, and education. I can probably go on for quite a while. <laughs> what I like what you were saying about baseball is the way I look at it now, the adult, older Brandon LaChance and looking at things and, you know, really respecting baseball is to me it's kind of like... All right, so when baseball was created, it was society. We're kind of slower. We were meticulous about every detail of everything. Now I feel in 2022, our society, our lives every day are go, 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 go so fast. It's like, you know, we're playing basketball, running a track sprint, everything that we do. And with that, we kind of lose some of those details, the importance of them and why they happen. Where baseball sticking to its guns and like, hey, we are going to be a little slower. We are going to be strategic of every ball thrown, of where it's hit, yeah. how we feel, yeah. every single thing. So for the people that don't like baseball, I feel like it's just because it's the total opposite of our society now. And the people that do like it feel like, hey, these are important things that we should be paying attention to more, but we don't. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, this is what I love 
game and then the, the entire game finishes three to nothing. Uh, by the same token, baseball, you could have the very, very last pitch thrown of the game. It could be hit out of the park and the score could be one nothing and that could win the game. So baseball has the ability to just one pitch. One single pitch could change the entire outcome of the entire game. So within that nine innings, all the pitches thrown and all the possible combinations of what could happen, one pitch could change the entire aspect of the game. And you're really not going to see that in some of the other professional sports because those sports are built to score. Baseball's built to get outs, right? That's how it was built. That's how it's designed. Right now in the major leagues, what, if you hit 265, 270, that's considered good. 15, 20, 25 years ago, you had to hit 300 to be considered good, right? So it's designed by nature to make outs, and one pitch could change the entire aspect of the game. And then you can relate that to life by saying one choice in your life could change your entire life. So there's a lot to learn from professional athletics, and as a baseball guy, I, I like to find those opportunities and uh, you know apply them to, to what's going on in, in our own lives. So you articulated it very well, too. Definitely. I can tell we're both baseball people. And actually, when you were talking about your story, I was like, man, this is kind of, you know, I didn't do the private school thing, but uh, pretty similar. Pretty similar, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Oh, that's, that's, that's great. Now you're, now you're running a podcast. Yep, man. Talking to amazing people like you, taking over as athletic oh, director oh. at St. B. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, telling us your story, your road to St. Bede, and, you know, obviously it sounds like you're excited about your new role at St. Bede, and you're ready to jump head first. I will tell you, being a Catholic school principal, especially in elementary school, is an amazing experience. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have two children of my own, um, but I really feel like I have 122 children of my own because I, I treat every student here like they're my own child, and I, and I love them all the same way. They're phenomenal young kids, and I will miss every one of them. But to be able to walk into uh, another chapter and be able to connect with other students and help and uh, guide and mentor and help point them in the right direction and help them develop the skills uh, and the virtues that they need to be successful in their lives, again, is an awesome opportunity. So it's bittersweet. Uh, it's, it's a bittersweet excitement because while I'm excited about starting that chapter, I am uh, sorrowful for leaving the one I'm currently in, if, if that makes sense, because it, it is tough to, to leave the students that I've really grown accustomed to seeing every day, and the staff. I shouldn't, I shouldn't forget that. So. No doubt, I understand it all, and most people do. I mean, leaving a you know, business, a school, anything like that to another one, you know, it's never easy. I mean, you, we no. as people latch on to other people, so letting them right, know. Right, Yeah, yeah. Great way of putting it, Brandon. Thank you. All right. Well, Mike Armato, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate everything. Thank oh, you. Hey, thank you for having me and, and best wishes. And, uh, you know, I hope anyone listening, please come by to St. Bede and say hello and attend one of our athletic competitions. And if any of, our, if any of your listeners are St. Bede people and ever need anything, uh, please just call me. I'm, I'm here to serve you. 
and your children and your families uh, to the best of my capability every day. Surf internet's fast. Fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Edge of your seat podcast, continuing our St. Bede new era. We'll, we'll put it that way. Already talked to Mick McCaughlin, the new principal, Michael Armado, the new athletic director. And right now, right in front of us, we have Stephanie Mickley, who is going to be next year's new St. Bede girls basketball coach. I can see you're already excited. I am. I'm very excited to meet the team and get working right away. Uh, do you have coaching background, you know, heading into St. Bede? I do. I have coached on and off for over 20 years. I started, I graduated from Caneland High School. I went to um, Rosary College in uh, River Forest to play college basketball, which is now Dominican University. I started coaching fifth and sixth grade girls in my early 20s. I moved to Orion, Illinois, and uh, was the seventh and eighth grade girls basketball coach for probably six or eight years was assistant varsity there under Rich Seibert uh, for a year, relocated, and I coached under Hollis Vickery at LP as his assistant varsity, and I was the sophomore coach for several years. Gotcha. I'm not going to say when I walked in, I didn't recognize the name, but when I saw you, I was like, she was at LP. Like, she was at LP. (laughs) Because I covered the Cavaliers, the Lady Cavaliers, a lot. And we are now having lunch at Rosati's in Mendota. So if you hear music or server coming to hand us stuff, that's why. It was best for us. So, yeah, let's just meet in person, introduce each other. So we're here. Uh, going into the St. Bede program, I mean, what was it that, like, hey, I should apply? Like, hey, I want to be the coach of that team. St. Bede's a smaller school. I know a lot of kids that go there. I coached travel basketball in the Illinois Valley, so a lot of those kids played either with me or a year, a couple years ahead of me, and I followed them um, throughout the years that I coached at LP. It's a great academy, and uh, I've always had a goal to be a varsity coach, and the opportunity was open for me to apply, and I thought, why not? So that's kind of how I'm going to start my varsity career at St. Pete. So. Was there any thoughts of starting at LaSalle Peru? Because I know Hollis Vickery just stepped down. Was there any like, hey, I should stay at LP, or were you interested in making that move? There was interest there, too. Um, my two boys have gone to LP, and my husband teaches at LP, so... Um, there was thoughts of that too, but you know, I Caneland High School was a small high school at one time, and that's what I'm used to. So I thought I'd go back to my roots and work with a smaller school system and um, give it a try. You know, I am in good standing with the LP. I'm very good friends with the new varsity coach at LP, Adam Spencer. So I mean. There's no hard feelings at all or anything. Spencer is a good guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah, I, I coached. Uh, I coached boys track with him and Nick McLaughlin. Okay. I coached the boys hurdlers for a couple years. Well, for three years I was with them before Nick uh, moved on, and so and then I was under Spen- I was with Spencer, so we're good friends. Gotcha. 
Is it gonna be weird now wearing green instead of red? It's going to be a little strange, um, but that's okay. I, I like shopping, so <laughs> so I'm looking forward to buying uh, some St. Pete gear. Perfect. Uh, you mentioned a couple times you liked the smaller school dynamic. St. Pete, obviously a 1A, LP a 3 to 4A, and you know that range. When you say you're, you know, you're comfortable with that, is it the level of competition? Is it the more uh, personal role that you can have with your teammate or your team players? What is the benefits of being a small school coach over a bigger school coach? I think the level of competition in a smaller school can be just as good. There's many, many schools in um, outside the Illinois Valley that are very competitive, like Rockridge, Sherardo has, has had good programs. Um, so I never rule anybody out at the smaller school level. Um, and, you know, at a smaller school, I think it's a little more personal, and you know, you get to know the the parents a little bit better. Um, the girls are coming from all over in a private school, so I, I get to meet you know girls from surrounding towns that I don't normally see, and I, I think it's challenging to put a smaller school on the map and create a successful program that hopefully can dominate you know down the road and be known for their sports programs. So definitely. I'm looking forward to the different towns. I, I know kids from Hall um, due to travel coaching travel sports, so um, to play against them, it's, it's fun. Coming in as a coach, what is your like style of play? Are you up-tempo? Do you like, slow things down? Are you a X's and O's coach? Are you a, a, a player's coach? How would you define you as a coach? I am a fast break, fast moving coach. Um, I like to push the ball. I like uh, intense defense. I think defense is your best offense. If we're if you're having trouble shooting the ball, there's other ways to score. Um, so to be aggressive on the court, I like to pressure the ball, ball pressing, very intense out there so we can make our mark and um, you know. At the end of the day, the other coach can say, you know, whether we won the game or we lost the game, is that those St. Bede girls really put it all out there, gave 100%, and, you know, intimidated us. So um, when I played at Caneland, that's how it was taught to me. In 1991, a long time ago, we were, you know, made our mark and went far in the state series. So with that philosophy. Gotcha. Made it to the state? Super sectionals. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so we we're talking about how you know your style of play, what you want to do at St. Pete as a coach. What are some things that you learned from Hollis Vickery? I mean, he's been helping a long time. Just said he was retiring. Sorry, he is retired now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, you were under his tutelage a lot. What were some things that you took from him that you might implement with St. Pete? You know, he always said, "Be quick, but don't hurry." And what he meant by that is, you know, um, you know, push the ball, but you know, think about what kind of players you have, what, what cards you dealt with, and try and maximize what you have. And sometimes you just have to take a different road or a path from year to year and roll with the punches. Hollis was a great leader and uh, I learned a lot from him. You know, I still talk to him. His offenses, you know, he always had a lot of offenses that he would throw at the girls that they could perform. And so um, flexibility, you know, coming from him was was a big tool that I learned to say, hey, you know, this may not work this year, try something else. Gotcha. So, so kind of how to adapt and move with exactly. your personnel. Yep, exactly. Gotcha.
Gotcha, gotcha. You know, again, with you leaving La Peru, going to St. Bede, I mean, we always hear, like, when, you know, a coach leaves or something like that, there could be backstory and stuff like that. It sounds like you left on great terms. You still talk to Vickery and everybody yes. else at LP, so I it was do. all good terms. Very good terms. I got a lot of congratulations from LP administration and coaches, and I still talk to Adam Spencer, who replaced Hollis, and he's going to do a great job, and, you know, we kid around a lot, so very good terms. Are you looking forward to playing LP? <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to it. Um, hopefully we'll be, be prepared. He's got a nice returning team. And I know Adam Spencer, I coached track with him for years. So um, it'll be a nice rivalry. The winner will buy dinner. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. And then have you met the Lady Bruins yet? I meet them today. Perfect. So very excited. What are you hoping to... Um, initiate with them. I mean, what kind of, uh, you know, the leadership that, you know, Hollis probably showed you, like what you were just saying, what kind of, you know, coach for them are you trying to be? Like I mentioned earlier, uh, a player's coach where, you know, you're going to be, they can come to you talk about anything or just like a basketball coach. Um, I, I want it organized. I want them to know exactly, you know, what the expectations are communication is goes a long way with me um, so I think when they if they can communicate with me things flow better they're gonna know their game schedules their practice schedules well ahead of time and know my expectations they'll get to know me in our practices leading up to summer league um, but I also in the past with my players I try to have fun at practice but they're gonna know when I'm serious and teach them life lessons along the way that they can carry with them after they graduate for the workforce you know that that's my of course I want them to win but I want them to also think back and say hey I learned this that I can apply to my next job so that was well answered for a weirdly worded question I'm gonna say this <laughs> fettuccine alfredo that I just ate mismumbled my wordings and stuff like that so thank you very much yeah. that was awesome exactly what I was looking for for the question I'm glad you're at St. Bede. It seems like, you know, you're very motivated and you want to, you know, help this program continue. It's a pretty, you know, respected program in the, in the community. St. Bede, Lady Bruins basketball, you know, they have the tournament every Christmas time. Yes. You know, they've done a lot of things basketball-wise, always have, you know, people supporting them, following them. And I believe that you'll just pick up the ball and keep it rolling. So thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast and having a word with us. Thank you for having me. Believe it or not, the sunny, beautiful weather is here. This means you'll want your lawn looking just as good as the sun rays feel. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard or even watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota, or call 
4900 for more information.